Hi, and welcome to the Metropolitan Community Church of Tampa podcast. I'm Reverend Jacob Hero Shaw, Senior Pastor of MCC Tampa. In this podcast, you'll hear the readings and sermon from this week's service. If you'd like to view the entire service, please visit our YouTube channel. The link to that can be found in the program notes. Thanks. Good morning. My name is Kathy James, and today's first scripture reading is from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and around the elders, and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship God day and night within God's temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who came before you. The reading of the word. Will you join me in prayer, please? Loving God, we thank you for all of the saints in our lives. We thank you for those who influence us today, those who came before us. Open our hearts, God, and be with us as we come to know you. Amen. In MCC, from the early days, Troy Perry called us all saints. And we call our little ones our little saints. Our Sunday school program is our Little Saints Academy. And we are saints. And when we talk about All Saints Day, we talk about those who came before us. And how we live our lives today is a tribute to those who came before, those who we knew personally, those people who we have lost, who shaped our lives, and those throughout history, the history of our families, the history of our church, the the history of the world who shaped us. These are our saints. And when we live in love, we recognize grief. To love is to experience grief. And that can be a hard reality to hold. We are carrying a lot right now. We're carrying a lot with concerns about what might happen on Tuesday. We are carrying a lot around this pandemic. It feels like, y'all know how it feels when there's a hurricane coming? You know, we kind of prepare as much as we can for the unknown. And we look at the news and there are these spaghetti models And some of the spaghetti models show that the hurricane is going to go right through your house. And some of them show that it is just going to go back out to sea and nothing bad will happen. We have been living in that anticipation place for months, and it is exhausting. Experts are telling us that the next couple months of this pandemic might be the worst that we have yet seen. And that is a hard thing to carry, knowing that we have already had a difficult year when I think of of All Saints Day last year and how many new names have been added to our list of those we grieve, those whose lives we celebrate. We've come to know grief in new ways, and we were already no strangers to grief. And sometimes when we grieve, we are confronted with one thing that makes it a lot harder. Our own judgments about how we feel. That is a hard, hard place to be. Sometimes we're confronted with what's real and what's not real. And do I have the right to feel the way I'm feeling? And I want to affirm you in that. 
When we lose someone, we might ask ourselves, was this relationship significant enough to warrant the amount of grief that I am feeling right now? Sometimes we lose someone who's incredibly close to us, and we wonder what it will be like to continue in our lives, how we can live on without them. Whoever we have lost, whatever we are carrying, that is sacred. Whatever we are feeling, that is sacred. Our grief is beautiful and hard. It's a testimony to the love that we feel. Sometimes we are shaped profoundly by loss. And that is okay. It's part of who we are. We are shaped by a myriad of people who come into our lives. We are shaped by so many different experiences. Sometimes I find that people question whether or not they have the right to carry whatever heavy feelings they are carrying. Feel what you're going to feel. Because the reality of it is you're going to feel it anyway. And if you're not letting yourself feel it here, you're going to feel it in your stomach. You're going to feel it in your clenched jaw. You're going to feel it in anger that comes out. Let yourself feel it. Let yourself love in all kinds of ways. When we talk about loss, we often talk about family. When we talk about our saints who came before us, we often think about where we came from. And that matters a lot where we came from. Now, we all have families that look the way that they look. We all have families that are partly made up of people who we have chosen. And I want to talk about this reality of how we are family. There is, you know, a, a typical way that family is understood and portrayed. There is the reality of the fact that all of us in some way came from other people. But where do we really come from? We don't just come from the bodies of the people who made us. We come from the embodiments of so many people. We come from the embodiments of ideas and the people who shaped us after we got here. There are many among us in our congregation who have actually created life, and only some of us have been called to do that. Most of us in our church create life in other ways. All of us are called to create life in this way. Because we are called to create lives. Lives for ourselves, lives for others. The way that we move and live and love in this world, that is what we are called to. 
and there are some who have brought people into the world, but what I am talking about is a different kind of living, a different kind of being, a different kind of creation where we shape the lives of others. Who we are matters, and where we came from matters. And we have a legacy, and it is important. On this All Saints Day, I find myself asking, how can I live in a way that is worthy of those who came before me? The best way I know to honor the saints who came before those saints in my life, both living and dead, is to live in a way that shapes the lives of others. Live in a way that shapes the lives of others. Now, I'm so incredibly blessed to be a parent. To be a parent to kids who I didn't make, but to kids whose lives I get to shape every day. And I'm blessed to have a husband and a church and so many friends just like you. I'm so blessed and you are so blessed because we can shape each other's lives. And so many in our church family have shaped my children's lives. And we have shaped the lives of each other's children. We have stood together in times of grief. We have shaped each other's adulthoods. We have shaped each other into who we are called to be. And this is what it means to honor our saints. The best way to honor those who came before us is to live lives that are worthy of them. Who are the saints in your life? How do we honor them? How do we honor them when we go on our social media accounts? How do we honor them while we drive our cars? How do we honor them when we speak to the relatives who are still with us, the friends who are still with us, the coworkers who we interact with? How do we honor the saints who came before us? What is the legacy that we are creating for this world? Is it worthy of those who came before? I think it is. In the book of Revelation, we are taught that the end is actually the beginning. And in our lives, so much of it is about what we create, the people whose lives we shape. How can we lift each other up? How can we move forward? The book of Revelation speaks of the great multitude of saints from every nation, it says. And they have on white robes and they carry palm branches and they stand at God's throne. In verse 14, we heard that they have come out of a great ordeal. And earlier in the text, we heard the ordeal described, not today, but in the text, you, you can find the way that this ordeal is described. And it is, in fact, horrific. Now, the book of Revelation is complicated. 
It's hard to understand. It's hard to contextualize. It's hard for us today in North America in our cultural contexts to understand the book of Revelation because it talks about a situation of political oppression and martyrdom. Now, you might be thinking, I understand political oppression and martyrdom, and you might in your own context. Absolutely, yes. But this context is different. Far worse than what we can imagine, even in those times when we feel like we are living under incredible oppression. This book, the book of Revelation, can be hard to understand. And it is full of apocalyptic imagery, which is violent and distorting. And yet it tells us something. It tells us about a beginning, not an end. Now this book, some see it as a threat. Some see it as something to be feared. But it is actually a vision. Let's think about that vision. Let's think about that, the fact that the number of saints is not limited, but is diverse. And no matter what they have endured, they are singing. And they're singing with, with joy. They're singing without having been told, you're not a very good singer. Doubt has been stripped away. Judgment has been stripped away. And God, the same God that turns our mourning into dancing, calls these saints, and they are holy. And that brings me to the Sermon on the Mount. Who is this God that we talk about all the time? And what is the nature of, of God's kingdom or kingdom, as we often say. What we heard today was the Beatitudes from the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven. Now, one commentator points out that Beatitudes do not use the imperative, but the indicative. Stay with me. They do not use the imperative, but the indicative. That means that they indicate. The Beatitudes are simple facts about the kingdom of God. They indicate to us what God is like, as opposed to imperatives or moral injunctions. They're not telling us how to be. They're explaining to us what God is like, what God's kingdom is like. In reading the passage, we find reassurance and understanding about the character of God. And how does this shape our character? What would it be like to live and love the way that God loves? We don't know what's coming next. We don't know what's coming next on Tuesday. We don't know what's coming next with the pandemic. Things might be scary for us right now. Come Tuesday, at least half of the voters are going to be disappointed one way or the other. And it is hard. And we are tired. And we have already been doing this social distancing thing much longer than we ever thought we would need to. And as we honor our saints, let's set all of that aside. Let's honor our saints remembering what really matters. Let's remember that there is something more important 
than the stress we are feeling right now. And we can study those spaghetti models all we want, but a hurricane's going to come. And if this one misses us, another one's still going to come. We know that we can trust God. That does not mean that we trust God in order to uh, win favor with God at all. It's that we trust God. We trust God and we trust those saints who came before us, those people who shaped us, whether they are the people who are related to us by blood or the people who have shaped our lives in other ways. We trust our saints. We trust this, that God and the saints are calling us to live the best life we can. It doesn't mean getting the most high-powered job or accumulating treasures on earth. Living the best life we can means loving without fear, loving completely, loving knowing that even, even though someday it's probably going to hurt, knowing that someday it'll be your name and mine that someone's remembering on the first Sunday of November and worship and how are we going to live from now till then? Creating a world where we are the saints, the saints that we are called to be by Troy Perry, the saints that we are called to be by God, the saints that we are called to be by community. Showing that love, no matter what happens, no matter what happens on Tuesday, no matter what. We are called to be saints. Saints while we are living and walking among our beloveds here and called to be saints when we go to the next place. Singing without fear. Knowing that we have done our best to shape this world with God's love. Amen. Beloveds, let's go into our week honoring those saints in our lives honoring those who came before and protecting those saints that are still among us by wearing a mask, washing our hands, keeping social distance from each other so that we can be back in this place soon. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed the Metropolitan Community Church of Tampa podcast. If you'd like to view our entire service, please visit our YouTube channel. Today's program was edited, directed, and produced by my wonderful husband, Alan Hiroshaw.